This week we encounter a Parsha which contains a lot of texts with which we may be familiar. And in fact, it's actually a special treat that we are not only familiar with the words, but we are likely also familiar with the tune that goes with them. If we attend Shul regularly, listen to the Kriya Satora, even if we're not listening that well, we'll still be able to theoretically sing along, maybe even in an undertone, as the Val Kriya reads the words. And in fact, if you know the words, you know the tune, don't be shy, you can join along with me. Korbano karas kesefachas, shloshim umeya mishkala, mizrak echad kesef, shivim shakel, shakel akodesh, shnehem, meleim, so less, biloma shimin limincha, kafachas, asarazahov, melea ketores, parechad ben bakar. And you get the idea. Or do you get the idea? A year ago on the database in the Real Talk Torah series, I actually challenged our understanding of the Karbanos of the Nisim. The Karbanos, which we read about every single Hanukkah several times, and when we read Parshas Nasa this week, the 176 psukim of Parshas Nasa, longest parsha in the Torah, many of those psukim will be sung to these words and to this exact tune. But the question is, do we really understand it? When I challenged last year on our podcast, I didn't offer so many answers, so many solutions, but I did perhaps raise a little bit of awareness of the things that we do, perhaps not as great as we can in our religion, namely the lip service that we pay, the things that we daven, for example, when we talk about the karbonos, yet we don't really know exactly what we are describing. It's just because we haven't given any thought to it. But today, we return to the question of what exactly the karbonos of the Nesim are about, and we will, Be'ez Hashem, address that question. We will answer it, not only in one dimension, but in several, as we enter another world not only of Pshat, but of Remez, Drash, and Sod. So journey with me into a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome to Parsha Pardes, or Parsha Paradise, here at the Database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where this week is Parsha's Naso. And if you enjoy Shurim like this, and want to partner up with us by giving a sponsorship, or you have questions, comments, concerns, or want to make recommendations for Shurim like this, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. This week we thank our sponsors, Lili Nishmash, Shmuel Menachem, and and now, once again, we look at the Karbanos of the Nesim. I already sang the words to you, and to us, these words may um, have the same effect as a lullaby. We don't really know what it's about, but it sounds really nice. We could sing along with it. It's a good song. But just for example, what were the animals that were offered in all of these carbonos, all 12 of the carbonos of the Nisim, how many animals were quote-unquote harmed in the making of the carbonos of the Nisim? So if you want to do the math, I'll just let you know, even if you don't want to do the math, and you just rather I just spit it out and spoil it, there were 252 animals in all in the, the carbonos, 21 animals per person, per tribe, and 252 animals in the entirety of the carbonos that were offered at the Chanukah's Mizbech, the inauguration of the Mizbeach, but the question is, what was the purpose of all of them? What, what, what purpose did all these animals serve? So for just Pashib shot, I mentioned the, in the name of the Svarno, who explains that within all of these karbanos, starting with the Ka'aras Kesef and the Mizrak, right, the Ka'aras Kesef, 
um, was it was a was a bowl, and the mizrak was a a basin, and these contain flour, which the Svarno explains are menachos. Really, the pasuk says this, and we'll explain um, based on the Svarno why all of these things were necessary. But the the bowl and the basin contained menachos, and. We have yet other animals. So, for example, if you look closely throughout the Carbonos, you will find references to olos. There were Carbonos ola. There were Carbonos shlamim. There was a carbon chatas, right? So, if you listen, series um, and the chatas. Um, and among the zvachim, we find various animals. These were the Carbonos shlamim. And there were also Carbonos ola, as I mentioned. So, what was the purpose of all of these? Um, and so the Svarno explains that each tribe wanted to create special kapara, to create special atonement for their tribe, for the Bnei Israel. So each one was was bringing different categories of karbanos. Now we'll have to talk about the specific character of each of these karbanos. We'll also mention that which Rashi points out that there was uh, there was also a kafachas um, asaraz of meleikatoras. There was a spoon that had a katoras on it. And normally only the Kohen can offer a katoras. But says Rashi, this was Ho'eros Shah, this was a one-time thing, that even the Nisim, um, who were from other tribes, were allowed to bring a katoras, perhaps trying to create a, a similar effect. So we have Menachos, we have katoras, we have Olos, we have Shlomim, and we have, we have Chataos, all that were offered um, to give a well-rounded, well-balanced uh, breakfast, as it were, to the Mizbeach, to serve Hashem, so many different categories. And the Svarna says, once again, this is to represent each tribe and all the different kaparas that they were trying to achieve. But now we try to understand what was the deeper significance, because after all, well, I'm just looking at um, what all the animals were, what all the items were. So that would not really be enough on its own. We already read it, and we mentioned that there was um, a bowl, that was the ka'ara, there was a basin, that's the mizrak, there was a kaf, that was a spoon, and we spoke about the flour and the katoras that are on all of these things. But then, there was, uh, for, for the, the karbanos ola, there was a par, an ayil, and a keves as one category. Then there was a seir for chatas, and then for the zevach hashlamim, there were bakar shnayim, so that means two more cows in addition to the cow that was offered as a carbon ola. Then, then, then after on the then after the bulls, there were three sets of five animals: elim chamisha, atudim chamisha, and kvasim chamisha. So that is uh, five rams. In addition to the yes, you got it. In addition to the ram that was offered as an ola, we have five more rams. Then there were atudim, so um, uh, a, a young goat, um, as opposed to the seir that we had earlier, that was for the chatas. So we have five of these atudim, and then kvasim b'neishana. Chamisha. There were these five kvasim, five uh, sheep. And this is in addition to the keves that was offered as an ola, which we mentioned earlier. So, so for each, we said that was 21 animals. Once again, a bull, a ram, a sheep, a goat, two more bulls, five more rams, five young goats, and then five more sheep. These were all the animals. Um, again, joining the spoon, joining the basin, and joining the bull. But what was the purpose of all of these things. We move on to Remez and Rash together, just looking at Rashi, honestly. Rashi um, gives us some uh, um, several um, points from Pardes to Ponder um, from Drash and Remez. So we'll start off with the 
the first of the objects, the Ka'ara, right? Ka'aras Kesef Achas, says Rashi that the words Ka'aras Kesef in Gematria equal 930, which was the age of Adam Harishon when he passed away. And they weighed 130 shekels, which was the age that Adam Harishon, the Torah tells us in Parshas Barashas, when he started having children, when he started having and um, uh, populating the world with with um, Uvanos, with um, with um, sons and daughters. So we, we look at the first um, generations of creation in the Karas Kesef. Then when we move on to the Mizrak Echad Kesef, the basin, the, the single basin made of silver, that was 520 in its weight. Well, I'm sorry, in its gematria, numerical value. And that was the same age when Noah started to have children. And this weighed 70 shekels, corresponding to the 70 nations that uh, emerged from Noah. So then we move on to the next set of generations. We go from Adam to Noah. And then um, after we have these two Ramazim, then we get over to the Par, the Isle, and the Keves, which were offered as Karbonos Ola. So the Par says Rashi corresponds to Avram Avinu, who, who ran after and served cows to his guests. Then we have the Isle, which obviously corresponds to Yitzchak, the ram of the Akedah. Then we have the Keves, which corresponds to Yaakov, who, who served for sheep. Maybe we can also reference the fact that he wore skins when he went into uh, to, to get the brachos. Then the chatas, the seir izim, says Rashi, a reference to none other than Yosef Atzadik, whose coat was um, dipped in the in the blood of goats. So to remember and to atone for that um, that great avera, mechiras Yosef. Then we have the bakar shnayim, and says Rashi, these two cows correspond to none other than. Moshe and Aaron. We have almost all of the seven Roim. David HaMelech um, obviously wasn't alive at this time, and uh, so there, there doesn't appear to be an explicit or even implicit reference to him, but we have all these generations. And then, before we get to the end, we get to the Elim Chamisha, Tadim Chamisha, and the Kvasim Neshina Chamisha, 555. Says Rashi, there are three sets of five. What are the three sets of five? Rashi says these are a reference to um, this, the three sets can either be Kohen Levi, Yisrael, go figure. It could also be Torah, Nevi, and Suvin. And, so, and explains Rashi, that's what the three sets are, why there are five in each. So the first five corresponds to the, to the Chamisha Chum She Torah, the five books of Moshe. We have the, the two Luchos. On each of the Luchos, there were five Dibros. So we have um, five, five, and five. Five Chumashim, five Dibros on the first Luach, five Dibros on the second Luach. That's five, five, five. And... Um, before we get to the end, we have also the Ketores. The, um, the Ketores that was offered, Rashi says, that the Ketores actually in Gematria uh, equals Taryag. He says, so long as you take the letter Kuf um, and you switch with the letter Dalid um, by way of um, Remez, and ter- um, there's a, a breakdown for Gematria known as Atbash Gardak, which um, takes the first letter of the Alphabase and corresponds it to the last letter, and so on and so forth, the second to, la- to the second letter to the second to last. And there Rashi says, um, based on all of this, based on Rabbi Moshe Hadarshan, all of these are Muslim and Drashos in Rashi come from Rabbi Moshe Hadarshan, and he says the Keturus corresponds to the Torah, corresponds to Taryag. So we have several generations being referenced here in the Menachos. The Menachos correspond to Noach and and uh, and Adam, we have the 
Olos corresponding to the Avos, the Chatas corresponding to Yosef, the, uh, the Shlamim corresponding to, to Moshe and Aaron, and the five Chumashim, the, the, the Luchos, Koen Levi Yisrael, Tanakh. We have the entire family of Klai Yisrael all within these Karbanos. With hopefully a better understanding of these carbonos, we can now attempt to go to the next level of sod, where now that we appreciate the different kinds of offerings and what they apparently represented, the menachos, the chataos, the shlamim, the olos, the ketores, so now the Zohar just focuses in on the kafachas, asrazav melea ketores. We have the spoon that weighed 10 shekels, and contains the Ketores. So the Zohar in Chelek Beis, in 75b, that is Samach Hay on the base. I'll try to read it. We'll see what we can understand from it. It says, Taninan Ksiv Kapi Al Kapi. I'm just going to skip a little bit. And then he explains that, which, by the way, I forgot to mention that the Ketores weighed 10, which Rashi says corresponds to the Aseris and Dibros. So if the Ketores represents the Torah, then the Aseris and Dibros that were on them, that makes plenty of sense. But he explains somehow, says, uh, Apparently, there is something that is it is becoming combined like one. Ksiv kaf achas. He says, as it is written in our pasuk, kaf achas, there is one spoon, and um, and he he adds in parentheses, asarazav meleikatoras remes lechaburachada, that apparently the ten um, the ten golden or the weight of ten golden shekels. So, which is filled with the Ketaris. This is a remez to, to a single Chabura, the Kafachas. It's a single Chabura, one unit. And he explained, just like when in Bereshis it says the Hashem created man in his likeness, there's apparently some secret associated with creation, with creation, Esa Adam, the, the man, the Adam that he created, this is a remez to the fact, the secret that Hashem created man in woman together and he explains but Kim Raza the image of of God that um, that is the uh, the secret of the Chaf and what the Zohar seems to be explaining is that Hashem created a very complicated creation in mankind a very uh, um, um, a very multifaceted creation but yet it is all one it is all one one entity that is connected one man to female, perhaps man to his inclinations, and of course man to Hashem. To be a Ben Adam, to be a creation in this world, means to be multifaceted, it means to be nuanced, and it means to be one entity comprised of many uh, components. And perhaps it is in that vein as well that we find such a massive carbon, such a massive tribute in the Carbonus of the Nisim, so multifaceted, so complex, and yet all seemingly coming down to one thing, the Torah and its bearers, Klal Yisrael, that's what these Karbanos were all about. They were all about the generations of mankind, the mission of mankind, coming close to Hashem. And if the inauguration of the Mishkan, the building of the place where there will be Hashras Shechina, represents the apex of creation, the apex of our mission, so it completely makes sense to find all the generations, all the, the, the leading generations, and the connection between those generations and us. Right? We, we start with Adam, we go all the way down to Moshe and Aaron, then we get to the Torah, which is true 
transferred to Kohen Levi Yisrael, to the entirety of the Bnei Yisrael, all the Kafachas, in one spoonful that holds the entire Torah, and that spoonful is connected and it's passed between us and our forebearers, and it keeps us connected constantly to Hashem. With that understanding of these Karbanos, we don't only need to hum along with uh, the tune and the words which we may know by heart, but now we actually know, Baruch Hashem, what they are all about. And we should be zocha to be able to be reconnected to Hashem through our, um, through our engagement in His Avodah and through His Hashras HaShchina for us.